0: I'm Father Dwight Longenecker. Thank you for listening to More Christianity. More Christianity is the book I've written to share the Catholic faith with evangelical Christians. You might know that I was brought up in an evangelical home, and I have a passion to share the fact that Catholicism is not something different, it's something more. And so we go through the different doctrines of the Catholic faith and explain them to evangelicals in a friendly way, not saying, we're right, you're wrong, but affirming everything which is good about their sincere devotion to Jesus Christ but summoning them to come further up and further in and to share in the fullness of the Christian faith in the Catholic Church. More Christianity is available to purchase from my website, dwightlongenecker.com. Go there and look for that and take a minute to browse my other books as well. And now let's get started with more Christianity. Welcome to More Christianity. I'm Father Dwight Longenecker, and this is the program where we explore the fullness of the Christian faith in the Catholic Church. Week by week, we have a whole range of different topics. We speak to a convert and hear their story of coming into the Catholic Church. We talk about a saint. We talk about the different aspects of Catholic culture, architecture, art, music, literature. We also discuss the supernatural aspects of the faith, and in a joyful and, I hope, an intelligent way, we try to embrace the fullness of the Catholic faith and share that with our listeners in a way which encourages you to learn more about your faith and go further in your faith and to share it with others. Today, my guest is a convert, Deacon Myron Moskowitz, who converted to the Catholic faith from the Jewish religion. Brought up as a Jew in Brooklyn, Myron eventually had a profound experience that brought him face-to-face with Jesus Christ and into the fullness of the Catholic faith. How important is Judaism for us today? Well, you know, I think it's very important because it actually is part of our foundation in a Christian culture, in a Catholic culture. The Jewish religion takes us back four, 5,000 years into the mist of time, and it's from the Jewish religion, from the Old Testament, that our entire civilization is actually built. Let me give you an example. I'm driving down the road the other day, and I see a bumper sticker which says, keep row, keep choice, don't go back. This was a pro-abortion bumper sticker. And this person was saying, don't go back. In other words, don't go back to the times when abortion was outlawed, thinking that in some kind of way, abortion was an advance, abortion was going forward. This person obviously had not really understood what history was like. Because when you go back far enough to Roman times and then back to Jewish times, which are recorded in the Old Testament, we find that in those times, infanticide and abortion was commonplace. The pagan peoples would sacrifice their babies to their pagan gods. There was one god called Moloch, a huge bronze statue that was hollow and had a fire burning inside a furnace, and they would put their babies into the jaws of Moloch to destroy them. So the idea of getting rid of unborn children uh, that are unwanted and sacrificing them and, and disposing of them, this is not a move forward. This is a move back. How do we know that? We know that because we have the Old Testament. The Old Testament is still being read. The Old Testament tells us what life was like four or 5,000 years ago. So we have the Jews to thank for that. We have the Jewish religion to thank for that. Myron Moskowitz is a Catholic deacon. He's a convert from the Jewish religion. He's going to also be sharing with us the importance of Judaism today for Catholics, and we're going to be exploring a little bit together how the ancient religion of the Jews echoes and reverberates down into our Catholic faith today. I'm Father Dwight Longenecker. You're listening to More Christianity, the program where we explore the fullness of the Christian faith in the Catholic Church. I want to take a moment and remind our listeners about my blog Standing on My Head. It's called Standing on My Head in reference to a quote by G.K. Chesterton that a scene is very often more clearly seen when it is seen upside down. The gospel turns everything upside down, and so I write about current events, church matters, things in the Church of England, things in the Catholic Church, things in the world generally and try to stand them on their head so that we have a gospel perspective. So Go to my blog, standing on my head, and read it every day, bookmark it, and come and visit me there. Have you read my book, Catholicism, Pure and Simple? My friend Joseph Pierce has said this book does for Catholicism what C.S. Lewis did for mere Christianity. What I've tried to do in Catholicism, Pure and Simple, is write an introduction to the Catholic faith, beginning with arguments for God and moving right through to Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Church, the sacraments, and to write this in a way which is free of theological jargon and ecclesiastical jargon and footnotes and references to academic books so that anybody can pick it up and have a refresher in their Catholic faith and share the book also with others who need to realize the arguments for God and the arguments for the truth of the Catholic faith. So if you'd like to learn more about Catholicism pure and simple, you can look for it on my website, DwightLongenecker.com. Just go there, click through, and you can buy a hard copy, and also it's available as an ebook. And now back to more Christianity. Welcome to More Christianity. I'm Father Dwight Longenecker, and this is the program where we explore the fullness of the Christian faith in the Catholic Church. One week we might be talking to a convert, the next week we're talking to an architect or an artist, someone working in the film industry, someone involved in pro-life cause or peace and justice issues, uh, someone involved in liturgy or a conversation about the the supernatural. Today we have as a special guest Deacon Myron Moskowitz. He is a convert to the Catholic faith from the Jewish religion. Welcome to More Christianity, Deacon.
1: Thank you, Father. How are you? I'm
0: doing fine. Myron works as a deacon assigned to St. Ignatius of Antioch Parish in Yardley, Pennsylvania. He's married to Mary, and he's going to tell us his story of how he made his way from the Jewish religion into the Catholic faith. Uh, Deacon, you are brought up as a Jew in the Bronx, and it sounds that way to me. Tell me a little bit what that was like.
1: Sure, Father. Well, uh, actually, my father's father and my father's brother were rabbis, And when I was young, I can recall, uh, especially on the high holy days, us walking the two, two and a half miles to my uncle's synagogue. And uh, as time went by, we would drive and park a block away so my grandmother could see us walking, playing the game. And then it just got to the point where there was really no involvement at all. It was more playing a game than it coming from the heart.
0: Your grandfather and your uncle were both rabbis, but from what you're saying, your own mother and father were not that committed to the practice of their Jewish religion. Is that correct?
1: No, no not at all. It, my father lost faith when I was maybe seven or eight, and that's when we stopped going, you know, except for the high holy days. You know, in that time and era, it was like unheard of for a uh, 13-year-old Jewish boy not to be bar mitzvahed. But I wasn't because a religious education was the furthest thing from their minds for me.
0: So as a Jewish boy, you're being brought up in a pretty much a secular Jewish home, and you didn't even do your bar mitzvah. Now, for our listeners who are unfamiliar with that, the bar mitzvah is um, a Jewish ceremony that a boy goes through at the age of 13, has to do a fair bit of uh, religious prep and religious understanding, and then goes through a particular ritual in this in the synagogue. Is that correct? Correct. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so you didn't have that training. Where did your religious or your spiritual life begin then? If you're brought up in a Jewish, a secular Jewish home...
1: It was not. As I like to say, I was so spiritually dead from about 8 till 48 that mm-hmm. rigor mortis had set in, spiritually.
0: <laughs> so there you are, making your way through life with a Jewish heritage and a a Jewish nationality and and, and racial background, but no real understanding of the Jewish religion and the the wealth of the Old Testament and the treasures there and the stories. I mean, did you even have the Bible stories given to you?
1: If so, I don't remember. Yeah, I remember the Passover dinner and hiding the matzah. But no, there, there was really absolutely no remembrance of any Jewish cultural background.
0: When then, Myron, did you begin to become spiritually aware and begin your spiritual journey? Are you saying it was from around the age
1: 48 you began to wake up a little bit? Exactly, 1998.
0: Uh huh. Your wife is Catholic, is that correct?
1: Yes, a cradle Catholic.
0: Mm-hmm. So did she not try to convert you? Didn't she say, hey, to marry me, you've got to become a Catholic first?
1: Absolutely not. You know, we had an understanding and. We had discussed it that if uh, we were blessed with a child, I agreed that the child would be brought up Catholic. God, you know, he was in my life, but I wasn't letting him in.
0: This is interesting to me because I was brought up in a religious home, and from my earliest memories, have had a spiritual awareness and a spiritual understanding, and God's been in, in my life and in my awareness. He's been there all the time, in a way. What is it, then, to go through life for most of your life, the first 48 years, as you say, being spiritually dead, <laughs> excuse me, saying so, walking through life a little bit like a zombie, you know, without any spiritual dimension. There must That's have been.
1: exactly it. And in one of the points, Father, is now seeing and having Jesus in my life, I really wish I had let him in earlier, When my father was diagnosed with cancer, and from the time he was diagnosed to the time he passed was only nine days, Mm. the thought of praying never even entered my mind. My wife loves this. When I used to go to Mass with her, especially during Easter, and the priest would be sprinkling the holy water, she recalls me like, leaning away. And she said, what are you doing? I said, I don't want any of that stuff on me. (laughs) And it's ironic now I do the sprinkling too.
0: (laughs) Well, this is really interesting to me, Myron. There must have been some point where you you did actually begin to wake up and say, you know, God not only exists, but he's real. And, you know, there's a spiritual dimension to life, and, and you began to experience something. You know, we talk about conversion. So often our con- the conversion stories are, are kind of intellectual. You know, th- the people who say, oh, yes, I read the early church fathers, and then I, you know, I read Cardinal Newman, and then I read all these other books, and eventually I was convinced the Catholic church was right. And uh, that's great, you know, and that happened to me too. But at the end of the day, you also find that there's a heart-to-heart experience. Uh, there's a, a real human encounter with Christ, a real human encounter with God and the supernatural. Tell us about that.
1: I had spent 10 years uh, up to 1998 aspiring to be a screenwriter, and I prided myself on, I had a bit of an ego problem, how good the screenplays were, but yet I couldn't sell any of them. And I just got to the point where I just questioned life in general, and I said to Mary, I said, there's got to be more to life than just work Paycheck, work, paycheck, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. And her answer was, well, there is. Why don't you try reading the Bible? So being a wise guy, I said, sure, yours or mine. (laughs) I knew there was a difference. And she said both. And I read for 15 hours a day for a week. And when I was finished, Mary asked me, well, what do you think? I said, honestly, hon, uh, these 12 guys, unless they, meaning the apostles, unless they perpetrated the greatest hoax in the world, you have to believe. Right. And about a month later, it was almost around midnight. I always have trouble sleeping. My wife was sound asleep. And I turned to her and I said, what do you want, hon? She looked at me and said, excuse me? I said, what do you want? She said, I was sleeping. I don't want anything. I said, hon, come on didn't you just tap me on the shoulder? She said, no. I said, hon, I was tapped three times. And then, like, a light went off in our heads, and she said, what have you been struggling with? Hmm. And I said, oh, the trinity. She said, right. And I said, where does RCIA begin? And because my reason was I'm here to go through the process so that I can receive the sacraments of initiation all in one night.
0: That's beautiful. I tell you what your story reminds me of. It reminds me of the Old Testament story of the boy Samuel in the temple, who's you know is awakened in the middle of the night, and you know the story. He goes to the to the old man Eli. What well, What do you want? You like Why are you waking I... me up? And he says, you know, if it happens three times, it happened three times to him too. And he said, you know, if it happens again, say here, my lord, your servant is listening. Now I don't know whether you had those words in your mouth, but your actions were such that you were responding in the same way as the boy Samuel, who's one of your Jewish ancestors. That's beautiful. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, what I was actually thinking of was St. Paul had to be blinded Uh to see the light. I had to be tapped. There was nothing else at that time except something that I experienced later on that would have done it for me. It was just that's what that was my wake up call.
0: Now, Deacon, you come into the Catholic Church. Now, obviously, you're serving the Lord as a deacon. You're in the process not only learning enough to be received and to be baptized, but also went on to do your diaconal training, and you're now serving as clergy in the Catholic Church. In discovering more about your new Catholic faith, have you also, in studying the Old Testament and so forth, seen the roots of, of Catholicism in Jewish faith?
1: Well, Actually, I see it more at Mass and at the parish. Jews, they have the tabernacle where the Torah is kept, Catholics, we have a tabernacle where the Blessed Sacrament is kept. Uh The Jews, during their uh, services, they walk with the Torah held high Mm -hmm. as a priest or deacon processes in the Book of Gospels.
0: Also, you know, if you study the Old Testament tabernacle and the temple, there was a big font there for washing the, the sacrifices. The priest is making sacrifices to God. There's the whole sacrificial system with the, with the holy bread and the candles, uh, the menorah. There's so many images and symbols and artifacts which echo down into our Catholic religion.
1: Yes. With the Jewish law, they required animal sacrifices to atone for their sins, and... Jesus Christ, the spotless lamb, he's the one who made the sacrifice for us.
0: Absolutely. I need to remind our listeners that you're listening to More Christianity. I'm Father Dwight Longenecker. This is the program where we explore the fullness of the Christian faith in the Catholic Church. And today, my guest is Deacon Myron Moskowitz. He works as a deacon at St. Ignatius Parish in Yardley, Pennsylvania. And Deacon is a convert from the Jewish religion. I want to remind our listeners also that if they would like to learn more about the work that I do, then they can go to my website, dwightlongenecker.com. You can go there and browse my books. Also sign up for my weekly newsletter. So um, visit my website. Also visit my blog, Standing on My Head. Deacon Moskowitz, you were talking to us in the first part of the program about your own conversion story, how – uh, the Lord woke you up in the middle of the night and tapped you on the shoulder three times, and and uh, you became convinced of the reality of, of the Catholic faith and, and uh, got your your questions answered. I'd like to push on here and ask you about another question. Sure. You know, there are some people who say the Jews are God's chosen people. They don't need to be converted to the Catholic faith. And then there are, on the other extreme, people like Jews for Jesus. Uh, and then we have what were some people who are called Messianic Jews who— kind of live the Jewish religion, as I understand it, but they're Christians. Some of them are Catholics. So what's your take on all of that? Should we convert Jews? Should we not convert Jews? What's your opinion?
1: Well, we're always called to evangelize, you know, not beat them over the head with it. It's not just Jews, it's non-practicing Catholics. But as far as, you know, a specific answer with the uh, different types of groups you name, when I hear Jews for Jesus... My first thought is, well, if you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, how could you not want to receive communion? Right. How could you not want him in your body? And my wife, Mary, and I are the RCIA coordinators at our parish. And one of the greatest joys we have is uh, at the vigil when somebody comes into the church the first time they receive communion. Mm-hmm. Nine out of ten, I'd say Christ a lot of them say this is why they want they want Jesus in that body they want to receive Jesus fully
0: i know and i i would also want to say to jews for jesus who remain in evangelical protestant churches which are very often anti catholic to say, if you're a Jew for Jesus then and you want to have your Judaism fulfilled in Jesus, then become a Catholic. Because the Catholic faith was started 2,000 years ago by, guess what, Jews. Jesus' disciples were Jews. Paul was a Jew. Peter was a Jew. And all of the roots of the Catholic faith are deeply into Judaism. The liturgy, the language, the scriptures, of course. Judaism is fulfilled most fully in the Catholic faith. And so I agree with you. We need to to reach out to those who are partway there and say, come on, come to the fullness of the Christian faith in the Catholic Church.
1: Even Jesus said, I did not come to abolish the law. He's not saying, no, get rid of all of that. He said, I'm fulfilling it. Follow me. Let me fulfill it.
0: So the relationship between the Old Testament and the New is the relationship between Judaism and Christianity. And I think it was St. Augustine who said that the Old Testament is fulfilled in the New, and the new is hidden in the old. So as we read the Old Testament, we see Jesus on every page. We, as we read the Old Testament, we see what's going to come and how it's going to be fulfilled in Jesus, and then also in the fullness of the faith in the Catholic Church.
1: Like, Almost like being tapped on the shoulder, it's right there. You just have to read it. One of the things that I'd like to share with
0: our listeners is some resources on this particular area Taylor Marshall is a great writer. You can find his blog at com. He's written three terrific books tracing the roots of the Catholic faith in the Old Testament religion, in the religion of the Jews. That's Taylor Marshall. You want to go and look up some of his works. Also, of course, the works of Scott Hahn, the biblical scholar Scott Hahn. Uh, he's also very good at showing the roots of the Christian faith and the Catholic religion back into the Old Testament. There's a lot of work done on this uh, at the moment amongst biblical scholars, and it makes a very interesting study for Catholics and a very enriching study for Catholics as we look into the roots of our faith in the Jewish religion, going right back, not just 2,000 years to our Lord, but another 2,000 years back through the Old Testament history to Father Abraham himself. My guest today is Deacon Myron Moskowitz. He is a convert to the Catholic faith from Judaism And you're listening to More Christianity. I'm Father Dwight Longenecker. Myron, I want to ask you also a more personal question. You converted to the Catholic faith. You're now a Catholic deacon. You must still have Jewish family. What do your Jewish family and friends make of, of a Jew who's now a Catholic deacon?
1: Well, my parents and grandparents were deceased first when I converted. I have two children from a prior marriage. One is an Orthodox Jew. And we talk about religion, obviously, we have very different views on it. My daughter actually came to Mass for the first time since I was ordained last Sunday, and I'm still trying to get over the emotional happening of the event, so she's very understanding. Uh, I have a brother who's not so understanding. My brother actually at one time on Father's Day when they came to visit said, pop would be turning in his grave.
0: So you have a mixture of reactions from your friends and family. I want to conclude our program here talking with Deacon Myron Moskowitz, who serves at St. Ignatius of Antioch Parish in Yardley, Pennsylvania, by asking you, Deacon, another question about the role of the Jewish people in God's plan for the world. One of the amazing things in reading history at all is the history of the Jewish people. I mean, If you look at it from the beginning, here's a tribe, like many tribes, wandering as nomads four or five thousand years ago in the Middle East, and they emerge from history with this remarkable religious tradition, which is unique amongst all the pagan peoples, and they've got this terrific resilience, this terrific sense of identity and family, and they go through huge persecutions. It looks like everybody's out to get them. And still they survive. From the Jews then come the Blessed Virgin Mary and her son, Jesus Christ, who is the Messiah. Again, in 70 AD, the Romans come through and destroy their capital city, destroy their temple and disperse them to the four winds. And still they survive. Still they come back. Still they return to their land. Now, this story, over thousands of years of history, is totally unique in human history. There's no other tribe like it. There's no other people like it who lose their land, who lose their possessions, who endure terrible persecutions and still have this resilience. What is your take on this? What's your opinion about the understanding that the Jews are God's chosen people?
1: They are God's chosen people, but they're still waiting for a kingly or warrior-type king. They don't realize they're waiting for a Messiah that has been here, and they just cannot accept God taking the form of a human being. I like to say they read half the book.
0: That's an excellent way of looking at it. We have to close uh, our interview here in just a minute, Deacon, but one last thing I'd like to ask you is this. If some of our listeners have Jewish friends, uh, Jewish neighbors, people that they work with, Jewish colleagues— What do you think is the best way for a Catholic to evangelize and to share the gospel with Jewish friends, colleagues, and neighbors?
1: Well, the first thing is pray for them. And my wife did plenty of that to me. I found that out late every time we went to a shrine. I didn't know what was being written on that little piece of paper dropped into the box when the candle was lit. But the first thing would be prayer. And the second would be you can always invite them to come to Mass with you. You can ask them, I understand your beliefs, but you've only read the Old Testament. Why don't you read the New Testament? And it would be quite obvious what the truth is and well, who the truth is.
0: Well, Deacon Myron Mos- Moskovitz, thank you for being my guest today on More Christianity.
1: Bishop Father. Thank you for allowing me.
0: It's been wonderful to hear your story, and God bless you and your work and your wife, Mary.
1: God bless you for all you do, and I'm sure this reaches out to many people and... You are doing his work.
0: Thank you very much. Again, my guest today was Deacon Myron Moskowitz. You've been listening to More Christianity, and I'm Father Dwight Longenecker. I'm Father Dwight Longenecker. Thank you for listening to More Christianity. More Christianity is the book I've written to share the Catholic faith with evangelical Christians. You might know that I was brought up in an evangelical home, and I have a passion to share the fact that Catholicism is not something different, it's something more. And so we go through the different doctrines of the Catholic faith and explain them to evangelicals in a friendly way, not saying, we're right, you're wrong, but affirming everything which is good about their sincere devotion to Jesus Christ but summoning them to come further up and further in and to share in the fullness of the Christian faith in the Catholic Church. More Christianity is available to purchase from my website, dwightlongenecker.com. Go there and look for that and take a minute to browse my other books as well. I want to take a moment and remind our listeners about my blog, Standing on My Head. It's called Standing on My Head in reference to a quote by G.K. Chesterton that a scene is very often more clearly seen when it is seen upside down. The gospel turns everything upside down, and so I write about current events, church matters, things in the Church of England, things in the Catholic Church, things in the world generally, and try to stand them on their head so that we have a gospel perspective. So go to my blog, Standing on My Head, and read it every day, bookmark it, and come and visit me there. Have you read my book, Catholicism, Pure and Simple?, My friend Joseph Pierce has said this book does for Catholicism what C.S. Lewis did for mere Christianity. What I've tried to do in Catholicism Pure and Simple is write an introduction to the Catholic faith, beginning with arguments for God and moving right through to Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Church, the sacraments, and to write this in a way which is free of theological jargon and ecclesiastical jargon and footnotes and references to academic books so that anybody can pick it up and have a refresher in their Catholic faith and share the book also with others who need to realize the arguments for God and the arguments for the truth of the Catholic faith. So if you'd like to learn more about Catholicism pure and simple, you can look for it on my website, dwightlongenecker.com. Just go there, click through, and you can buy a hard copy, and also it's available as an e-book.